Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and teacher with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blagger. <laughs> I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plates and on our minds. <laughs> oh, blagger. 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 Here we are. Well, we've got a pizza update for you guys. Yeah. We just finished Pizza Hut's stuffed crust, as recommended in our controversial food opinions. It wasn't a controversial one, but I think that's where we got a comment saying the best pizza is the stuffed crust. Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) guys, I don't know. I hate to say it. I thought I liked Little Caesars more. Oh, right. The Little Caesars deep crust. What's it called? Um, Deep dish. Yeah. Deep dish. Uh, Yeah, that was definitely better. Which Sarah Kiefer recommended. Yeah. So we we got the plain stuffed crust original from Pizza Hut. Yeah. But we also got their new Detroit style with pepperoni. was more disappointing than... Guys, it wasn't great. Um. But you know what we should have done? We should have just gotten a regular personal pan. Yeah, I would. Yeah, we got to try that next. Yeah, we have to. That should be our next experiment. I want it piping hot. <laughs> yeah. I want a crisp Diet Coke. Uh-huh. I want that vinyl record player in the corner playing. And let me tell you, I, I have not had Pizza Hut in years. Me neither. And so I went to pick it up from my local Pizza Hut, which is the one I went to as a child. It looked exactly the same in a way that was concerning to me (laughs) like this has not changed since the late 90s um i mean the architecture alone i know i mean but also like the uh logo and the sign outside has been updated right but the building itself and also the fact that the dining room is currently closed because of COVID. Weird. So it looked like a pizza hut in like a zombie apocalypse. Yo, see, that's what they really need to revive like full 90s pizza hut. Salad bar. Yeah. Like 90s yeah. nostalgia pizza hut. But like like redo stuff, but so that it's like the 90s, but fresh. And bring back the Book It Club. We all need Book It. Yo, I could be getting that Book It with the way I've been reading these Bridgerton books. Let me tell you. I'm already on book three. Really? Yeah. Why you're ripping through those. They're quick books, though. Um, But yeah, overall, pizza, not that good. The stuffed crust was delicious. The crust, yeah, the crust was good. The crust was the best part about the whole thing. But today is a 2021 travel forecast episode. We haven't done any travel content (laughs) Because, because obviously, <laughs> what are we going to be talking about? <laughs> but things are looking a little brighter, so we're going to talk about some of the travel forecasting that we can expect yeah. or we're hoping for in 2021. Yeah. So, what do we think people are going to be doing? And how's travel changed? How will it change? Stuff like that. So, if yeah. you're feeling a little wanderlusty today, we got you. Yeah. Salty so, sweet. Salty sweets. All right, I'm going to go first. Okay, go for it. Okay. My sweet is that um, I I literally had to email this to myself. Okay, so I don't know if this is true, but I hope that it is because it literally made me smile and made me so happy. Okay. I know you and I are both fans of Bon Maman. The, wait, 
the um the preserved jams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So if you don't know this, this they're like a jelly company and they have um the cutest little like picnic uh table like gingham. Yeah. Co- red and white. And they just have really good preserves. Like really good. <laughs> they do. The fig jam, so good. Anyway, so I saw this tweet at the supermarket today. I found a small elderly woman standing in front of a high shelf holding bon mama preserves. She was having trouble finding the flavor she wanted because the jars were set back on the shelf. She couldn't read the labels. She could barely reach them. I offered to help. After I handed her the raspberry preserves, she thanked me, paused, and then asked, do you know why I buy this brand? I laughed and replied, because it tastes good? Yes, it tastes good. She paused again. I'm a Holocaust survivor. Oh, Are you ready for this? Okay. It, it's like amazing. This was not the conversation I was expecting to have on my Sunday grocery run. Quote, during the war, the family that owns the company hid my family in Paris. So now I always buy it. And whenever I go to the store, my grandkids remind me, don't forget to buy the jelly. Oh. I told her that this was the best reason I've ever heard to buy a company's product. And then we both smiled and be- <laughs> went behind our masks. So this came from Twitter. This is making me tear up. Isn't that like so amazing? <laughs> yeah. So some background to this. This person went on to research like, is that true? Like, what's going on? And it turns out that the Andros company, the makers of Bon Maman, came from, hid and saved Jewish families in World War II. It was called the Bears Sousser. I'm not, fr- I'm sorry. I'm Italian. I don't understand. Sound it out. <laughs> Bears Sousser. Let me see. Bersusere? Yeah, Bersusere. Don't ask me. I, I don't know. Why did I if I were that? to say this in Italian, it would be Bersusere, but that's not right. Okay. okay. Um. So it was in this town, which had about 800 villagers. Mm-hmm. 800. Okay. Mm-hmm. From an article, quote, you have to understand what it was like then. There were posters on the walls from the Nazis and from the collaborators and they said that if you were to be found to help a Jew, a Freemason, a communist, a socialist, or a pervert, you would be shot on sight. Despite the great danger in which, in which helping them put the villagers in, they still kept the children safe. A good reason to buy Bon products and a poignant reminder that we look out for each other, that it can change lives, and there is always good and selfless people in the world. Aww. So everyone, buy Bon Mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's really touching. But right? also, I can relate to that little old lady because <laughs> when I went to Whole Foods the other weekend and I was trying to buy the Jenny's ice cream and the flavor I wanted, which is the gooey butter cake, the was best like one. <laughs> almost sold out. So it was like top shelf, but there were only a couple in the back and I could not reach it. <laughs> and I had to get an employee. But instead of me telling her this, that you're a Holocaust survivor, (laughs) I was basically just like, listen, lady, this is the main thing I came here for, and I'm not leaving without it. (laughs) But I got my Jenny's, so. You got to get the gooey butter cake. Anyway, I read that, and I was really touched. That's really nice. And it just makes me look at that little jam jar in my, (laughs) you know, pantry and just be like... Oh, that's really nice. Um, on the other side of things, yeah. <laughs> have you watched the Framing Britney Spears documentary? Yeah, yeah. I, I know I'm watching. It will infuriate you. It is sickening the way that we all, as a culture, treated mm-hmm. this woman. And mm-hmm. some of these interviews, and I, by the time this episode comes out, I'm sure this is going to be old news. Yeah. But 
The truth is, I watched this and I was just, yeah, we were all so toxic towards her. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like some of these interviews, eight years old, being asked, do you have a boyfriend? Yeah. Will Will you let me be your boyfriend? Yeah. Over-sexualizing her way early. And then when she became empowered in her sexuality, we slut-shamed her. Yeah. And then in addition to that, the way that our society treated her when there were a lot of things going on that we like some of the interviews where interview like diane sawyer love you girl but you owe her an apology (laughs) saying what did you do to break justin uh timberlake's heart right what's how's this your fault People chasing around and hounding her every Mm -hmm. minute of her life when she's going through a major divorce, potentially Mm -hmm. losing custody of her kids because we were shaming her for having um, and also for being a sexually empowered woman makes her an unfit mother. Like there are so many things going on that we were all complicit in. We were so young when all this was going on. Yeah. We just went with it. I... Don't, like, remember any of this happening, but, like, I'm sure I internalized it because clearly no one at the time was really talking about how messed up this was. And it's like, oh, and I wonder why I'm the way that I am. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know? these if if any, any major interviewer were to treat any guest the way that mm-hmm. people were speaking to her, asking her if she was a virgin, ask, yeah. like... All of these incredibly oh, disgusting questions, that person today. would be totally blacklisted. Yeah. You don't treat people like that. Yeah. And this poor woman, I mean, she, we consider her to be of sound mind enough to be a judge on X Factor. She has a, mm-hmm. um, a whole show in Vegas. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest moneymaker in mm-hmm. Vegas in recent history, period. And yet she has no control over her finances. And the nitty gritty of what's going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. is greed. Yeah. And I know there's another side that we obviously do not know. But all I'm saying is, to me, after watching this documentary, what was presented in this documentary, it really infuriated me. And I really hope that her conservatorship is changed. Even if it's not just her father, it needs mm-hmm. to be changed and it needs to be on her own terms. So, yeah, everyone watch this mm-hmm. and collectively we owe her an apology. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Britney Spears. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I was fired up. I'm I was like gonna so watch fired that up this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, my salty is that today I have been filled with PMS rage. Oh, <laughs> I know it well. <laughs> so I kind of started off by having a realization about an extra like divorce related expense that I was not expecting. Um, (laughs) So there's that. I was like already fuming about that. And then I got to work and it was just, you know how like when you're already annoyed and then all these other things keep happening to you that are really annoying. Like I think I saw a tweet the other day that was like, why does your clothing only get caught on doorknobs when you're already annoyed? <laughs> or you're late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like flustered. Yeah. Um, 
So I was like having that kind of morning. And then my, um, I was listening to a podcast and it kept like skipping and cutting out. And I thought I was going to have to throw my phone across the room. I was so angry. My hair was annoying me today. And like, I could just feel that like energy flowing through my body that, and I know it's PMS where I just have zero patience for any nonsense. Yeah. And it, like, it's probably days like this. Where I'm like, it's a good thing I do live alone because like if there was someone else I had to interact with the entire day who could just do things to annoy me, today's the kind of day where I'm like, just don't, no. Don't talk to me. But all day I was like, thank God I'm eating Pizza Hut for dinner tonight. Hey! <laughs> like of all the days. Pizza Hut and cookies. Yeah, this is what I needed tonight. So, but that also, I just, I also hate that feeling though where you can tell you're irrational and out of control in that way. But like you can practically feel the hormones pumping through your system. And it's just like everything, like ev- everything annoys me. <laughs> yeah. And I hate the feeling when you like know you're being irrational, mm-hmm. but you can't help it. Oh, Luke and- knows exactly what to say when he knows that I know that I'm being irrational. Like to make you more angry. Maybe? That sets me off. Like he'll just be like, you know, that sounds like ridiculous right and i'll be like i know it does <laughs> i don't need to be reminded thanks for reminding me <laughs> yeah so anyway that's kind of day i've had um but my sweet is that i have this new custom tie-dyed sweatshirt oh yeah i saw you wearing dinner yeah yeah which um shout out to our listener tina and she does custom tie-dyed like aprons and sweatshirts and different things. And so the one day she posted about it in her story and I was like, yeah, I want one. Oh yeah. Sign me up. So she does this interesting tie dyeing process. I had never heard of before called ice dyeing the colors to be like way more vibrant. And she uses dyes and all this stuff. Yeah, but the sweatshirt super itself cool colors. is like, so here I took it off. Ooh. Um, it's like really soft, but I like it because it's more of like a heavyweight long sleeved, Right. Layer than like a sweatshirt. Yeah. Um, it's really soft. But it's just like a nice feminine cut. And I got to pick the colors. And then also when she mailed it to me, she sent me some of her granola that she makes, which she's trying to sell at some point. And dude, this granola. <laughs> yeah. I destroyed it in like 24 hours. Um, but she calls it sweet and salty mix. Ooh. So on brand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so good. So her name on Instagram is the salt gypsy. So you guys should check her out and yeah. get her follow. Cause she's really fun to follow on there. Um, she's also, she does like CrossFit and stuff. Yeah. So very much a kindred spirit. Tina, I do love my sweatshirt and thanks for listening. And you guys should go check her out and maybe get your own custom sweatshirt. No, it's really cute. And also the colors are really vivid because mm-hmm. sometimes you get a tie dye and you're like, Oh, it's kind of like a bluey black like yeah this is not that it's really colorful i really like the pink my new favorite sweatshirt to wear around it is in the fabric of it's really nice too mm-hmm. yeah cool. well thanks salt gypsy yeah love it okay are we gonna get into our travel trend forecast let's do it so what what are what are the forecasters saying okay what's on the forecast Okay, so I did some um, research. Okay, so here's the deal. Before we get into that, I want to ask you personally. Okay. 
all expenses paid trip, no COVID right now, where do you go? You can stay for two weeks. For two weeks? Well, I mean, probably Italy, because that's where I was supposed to go last year before COVID hit. Looks like we're going together because that's where I'm going to. (laughs) Yeah, probably Italy or, um, ooh, definitely Italy, but included on that trip would be the Italian Riviera. Yes, Lake Como. Would love to go. That was not on my planned trip because it was like out of the budge. Um, and we were just going to stick more to like Rome and Venice and Florence and stuff. But if it was all expenses paid. Yeah. Then yeah, I'd be hitting those cities and then probably finishing off with some beach time. Yeah. I'll just third wheel with you and Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Screw Luke. Let's just go to right. us. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. Girls trip. Girls trip. <laughs> Passports and pizza trip. Yeah. That would be a non-brand trip. Yeah. We'll we could write that off, off on taxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So I have to have income. <laughs> true. Please support us. Yeah. Um, tell all your friends. Um, yeah. I just wanted to start because I've mentioned this before, but in making this episode, it did give me some hope mm-hmm. because right now times feel really bleak. <sighs> I'm like waiting on that vaccine offer, you know? <laughs> right. Here I am just waiting for it to be offered to me. Mm -hmm. But I do think that COVID is going to change a lot of things this summer, particularly and next year, and it's going to change travel forever. So, and I honestly think some of it's for the better. So let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. Also, just want to say a caveat that obviously this whole discussion centers around people who, who are fortunate enough to still have a job in this current climate and also have the luxury of even considering travel. And expense, yeah. So, I mean, obviously there are so many people in the country and the world right now who are just trying to get by. So I just want to say that we fully understand that this is not everyone's reality, but we are also here to dream. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing this more for... A pick-me-up mentally, not saying we're even going to take part in any of these ourselves because who knows, but good caveat because let's keep it real. Got to read the room. Read the... Exactly. (laughs) Read the room. Okay. Yeah. So the first thing, um, this comes from Elle's 2021 travel trend forecast, and we'll link the article. Um, The first is the work-ocation, okay? Mm -hmm. So basically, everyone's working remotely, right? So mm-hmm. a workcation or workcation is where people work from home, but they book a Airbnb where they could work in a really beautiful location, but, you know, be able to work part time or take a longer weekend and sort of take these shorter trips um, while also being able to work wherever they are staying. So um, they said, quote, expect laptops to become even more of a mainstay in luggage than ever before. Now, this is kind of interesting because the workcation is interesting to me because Um, 37% of travelers have considered booking somewhere to stay in order to work from a different destination, while 40% would be willing to quarantine for up to two weeks if they could work remotely. See, my thing, I mean, I'm, if I was someone in a position to do this, I do think it would be fun just to like get out of your house, be in a new location, 
But I feel like COVID still makes this less desirable because like I've heard of people who work remotely doing this during normal times. But part of what makes that fun is that you then get to like go out to the restaurants and go sightseeing and do all these things in your free time. Right. But if you do this now, like, like if I did it now, I would do it in like a beach town. You'd have to. Because I could still like go for walks on the beach and do all that stuff outside. But like you can't really like go to, I mean, you could do takeout, but it's not quite the same. Part of the biggest joy of traveling for me is going to a restaurant. Exactly. Or going to a museum, all of which are like not options. So it would have to be hinging on if that's a thing. Right. However, I do think if it's somewhere really natural or Mm -hmm. you could go hiking every day or something like that, I could see that being really Especially if you do live in the city. Yeah. Then it could be nice to rent a place more like out. Some greenery. Yeah. Which brings me to my next one, which is... Um, hiking and relaxing will become key travel trends in the coming years with more and more travelers hoping to prioritize spending time in the great outdoors. Mm -hmm. So this has been definitely true for a lot of us who literally go for an hour long walk just to feel something. (laughs) Cause I did that basically Mm -hmm. all spring and summer. Yeah. That's (laughs) what I did when I was unemployed was go for a walk like every day. But, like, imagine instead of walking around your neighborhood, you're walking around, you know, some mountain hike Mm -hmm. or you're in a national park or something like that where you can still social distance and be further away, but also be in, like, a really gorgeous natural hiking spot or something like that. Right. Yeah. Luke's brother and sister-in-law have an RV, and they are already planning this summer to just, like, Mm -hmm. go because, you know, it's the safest option. It's just the two of you in the car. You can cook there, so you don't need to rely on, like, going to restaurants necessarily. Mm -hmm. You could have groceries picked up. Like, it's just so simple. Home travel is another big one. (laughs) Staycation, more or less. Yeah. So um, 47%, Booking.com found that 47% of people still plan to travel within their own country in the next 7 to 12 months. Yeah, right now... Right now, as we're recording this, our passport is pretty uh, bleak in terms of its power. <laughs> like, yeah. I think there's only a few, I think like Aruba, um, only a few countries are allowing us to come in because right now the U.S. is so bad. Mm-hmm. But if numbers were to decrease and vaccination were mm-hmm. to be, like vaccination passports could be a thing mm-hmm. where you can show proof of your vaccination mm-hmm. and still agree to follow any rules or guidelines that that country has set in place. Mm-hmm. I definitely see people doing this. Well, but even just traveling within the U.S. too. Yeah. Like, or even going on a road trip, you know, just like anything that you might have considered, like suddenly becomes more yeah. um, feasible. Yeah. Um, road trips, we talked about this, road trips will rule. So um, road trips quickly become the most popular form of domestic travel this year. Whenever it's just like, oh, we'll just hop in the car and we'll just take care of that. It's like so more low maintenance than hopping in a plane. Yeah. Like. I'm like totally down to um, do a road trip instead of flying. Um, Because like a few years ago, we went with friends to South Carolina and half of us flew and half of us drove. But like, honestly, driving was so pleasant because, you know, we were with friends we were able to pack more because we didn't have to worry about carry-on and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was so much more chill. 
And when you really add up all the time that you spend like traveling to the airport and you have to be there early. Yeah, I totally agree. Or even, you know, pick a spot halfway down, like, which is what we did to, you know, maybe just have that be like a mini trip on the way to the final destination. Right. Maybe take a little bit of a longer, like scenic route, but you Mm -hmm. get to, you know, have experience of trying somewhere new halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Domestic travel is definitely, I think, going to be way more popular than international travel just because Mm -hmm. things are going to be changing all the time. (laughs) Like, I mean, I think this past summer, Greece opened its doors to American tourists. Mm-hmm. Flights flew over, and on the way over, it closed. <gasps> oh, my God. So they had to fly back. Can you imagine? Which, you know, <sighs> things, like, can happen where you have different strains of the virus coming yeah. around. So, anyway, it's I just feel like domestic travels. I Yeah, I think it's just going to be domestic for, for us, for sure. Visiting friends wherever mm-hmm. we can. Right. Um, one of the weirdest, strangest trends that I found was this thing called pleasure flights. Oh, my God. When I read about this, I was like, no. That's so gross. <laughs> That's a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hard pass for me. Because, first of all, I don't like actually being in an airplane. Yeah. Well, okay. We got to explain what it is because I had to read this over like twice before okay. I really got it. So, a <laughs> pleasure flight is airlines can – they realize that people really want to just have the act of – going on a plane because some people love that because people love that apparently or maybe they just want that instagram picture i don't know Mm -hmm. but so they operate these flights to nowhere so the trend (laughs) of pleasure flights started when um asia pacific regions over the summer like um anna eva air and Qantas began welcoming passengers aboard sightseeing flights where essentially they have themed flights with different foods, like mm-hmm. catered. Like you do not go anywhere. You sit on the airplane for seven hours. Wait, they don't even take you up in the air? Because some of them mentioned about some doing do. like um, low level flying sightseeing. You're not going anywhere. And here's the other thing it doesn't make any sense because. Yeah, part of the reason about not traveling is so you're not, like, taking your physical body to a whole new place and (laughs) potentially spreading the virus more. But part of it is, like, don't be on a plane with other humans. Like, if anything, I'm more worried about being on the plane than going to a new country Well, can you? There's two forms of this. There's the type that does low area flying where, like, they just, like, oh, look, there's the Great Barrier Reef (laughs) if you're in Australia. But, like, that's cool. That's cool. Whatever. Sure. And in addition to that, there are also ones that don't leave the tarmac. That's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) That's disgusting. Why would you ever want that? (laughs) No. Guys. No. 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 We do not need to do this. This on a loop is hell. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That is literally, that might be purgatory. That might be purgatory. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. Okay, so also one thing one thing that I think is great, the last one mm-hmm. I had, was the no-fee trip changes. Yes. So travel insurance is huge. Mm-hmm. You should always have travel insurance. But this whole, like, okay, so rules and regulations are constantly changing on a daily basis. The only way to provide wannabe jet setters the confidence to book is by giving them the flexibility that they can cancel their hotel or their flight basically at any time. People need that right now. Absolutely. I would be way more likely to book something 
knowing I can cancel it because yep. otherwise I may be, might be like, well, I don't want to book this and then find out the week before that I'm not even allowed to go there Yep. or, or, you know, or I got COVID and I can't go right, right. or someone I know and I'm quarantining. Like there's no way. But if you had, if you had the peace of mind knowing I'm going to book this. I'm going to, you know, I have my hotel booked and, mm-hmm. you know, I know that if like something happens or I have to quarantine or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm going to get my money back guaranteed. Doesn't yeah. matter what, it could be like hours before I need to check in. Yeah. Yeah. People want that right now. So, and I don't see that changing at least for the next year. Right. You yeah. know, in a post COVID world, maybe we'll go back to regular where you can like pay extra to have mm-hmm. a cancel, no cancellation fee. Yeah. But yeah, this is big. And also please make sure that you always buy travel insurance. Just do and it. And what does the travel insurance do exactly? Depends on what you buy and what company you're going with, but mm-hmm. travel insurance can do anything from coverage uh if you have like technology or other things that you're bringing Mm -hmm. on board um they'll pay for your flight to be if it was canceled and the airline won't reimburse you for it they'll pay they'll pay that amount like it depends on what you're using so you can pay for really great like excellent excellent travel insurance or you can get sort of like minimum like you know you were you were really sick and you missed your airplane Mm -hmm. and you need to reschedule that could be on a really like low Mm -hmm. low barrier low cost travel insurance situation So, I don't know, which one of these do you think is probably least likely to happen for you? (laughs) Uh, Definitely the pleasure flight. Yeah. More like displeasure flight. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's so many factors going on that are going to be ever-changing when it it comes to travel. But I do think that some of these are good. So, like, more outdoor stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Small, off-the-beaten-path situations. Yeah. I mean... There are some safe ways to travel, but make sure you do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> and not and not put others or yourself at risk. So. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think, too, if you've heard anything or have any thoughts or, like, if you, like, do you even have travel plans for this year? Like, what's going I don't. On? <laughs> I don't either. We're just going to have to take it day by day. But it does give me some hope to think that after this, some things will probably change in the travel industry. Mm-hmm. So that, and I do think that a lot of, especially family-owned hotels and, you know, Airbnbs who are really struggling to pay their mortgages mm-hmm. are, like, hemorrhaging for business. So I know eventually we'll get back to normal. But please, guys, if you are booking something go small, go small business, you know, mm-hmm. don't, don't go to a chain hotel. Yeah. Although I think Airbnbs are much more popular right now than hotels. Yeah. They're safer. They're I much mean, safer. So yeah. that's nice at least. Yeah. That's a positive. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Anyway, what are, do you agree? What do you, what are your thoughts on travel in 2021? Are you asking me or the listeners? Listeners. <laughs> by the way you're looking at me <laughs> it's pretty, like this weird setup we're like i know <laughs> yeah so let us know yeah listener question okay so we have a voicemail <laughs> this is from our friend amy well La- Lara's like best friend amy who has also submitted basically every question <laughs> this season and we so. we mentioned amy's mom <laughs> 
in our controversial food opinions about her yes. salads. So this is a response to the controversial food opinions episode. Um, and it's great. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so we're going to play it for you right now. Hi, this is Amy. I wanted to give some more details about my mom's crazy ass salads. So she will put out everything, everything from our kitchen. So you'll get artichoke hearts from a can. You'll get avocado, grape tomatoes, maybe not cut. Sorry, Sarah. Um, and yes, canned mandarin oranges. So it's delicious. I'm just kidding. It's horrible. And I tell her, no, I don't want like everything. Oh, and lunch meat too. She'll like roll up lunch meat onto it. Um, so yeah, that's my mom's salads. Also, I am the person that loves a microwave hot dog. And yes, sometimes I even put it on white bread in desperate times. So Sarah definitely pinned me. All right. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> oh my god first of all amy is so cute i know <laughs> i know oh my god this thing with her mom like i just want to know what happened in her brain to be like yes yeah like honestly this makes me respect her mom but <laughs> also know. feel like deep concern for her so um I'm all for like being frugal and like using up what you have. But if anything, like maybe make a salad of what makes sense together and maybe just have like lunch meat and artichokes and mandarin oranges on the side. Have like a picnic dinner. You I know? just want to know like what's going on that we have grapes and artichokes. <laughs> like, or maybe if just, they don't go together yeah. separately. Also, if it's like a canned product, oh. you don't need to throw it in the salad. It's not going to go bad. Like maybe just hold on to that for a recipe that actually Art uses that. Artichoke dip. Artichoke dip. Everyone loves a spinach Everyone artichoke a dip. dip. Um, or like throw it on a pizza with those artichokes or something like. I just want to know how she's gotten away with this for so long. And when no did one it start? said anything. Yeah. Like when did it start? Did it kind of snowball and get worse over time? Or, oh my God. Has it become such had, a thing that you can't say anything about it anymore? I just had this vision of Amy's mom as like an 80 year old woman who's doing this, but even worse. <laughs> like she's throwing in marshmallows, like, marshmallows. There's like olives going in there. It's just, you know, she's just pulling things out of the cupboard. Anchovies. And then you're like, what? Strawberries. What's going on? <laughs> I have more questions than I had before. I don't know. Also, hilarious. What's the, that what's the dressing situation? Too? Yeah. Like, what do you use for your ranch? Imagine blue cheese. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> and she's like, she pulls out of the fridge, like, that's all we got. We just got blue cheese and some honey mustard. Like, oh my god! But I also love, um, I love that Amy's the microwave hot dog person. Yeah, she which I should have known because she, she does up. love a hot dog, doesn't she? Yes, she does. Now here's the thing: that's Amy, like one of her personality traits. Yes, but you know how like some people they tell you one thing once and it just snowballs into like this is part of their personality. That is hot dogs for Amy. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; she is the hot dog queen. Like. Yeah. For sure. The only person I know that loves hot dogs with such veracity. But, oh, my God. But, like, do you know how, like, you mention one thing and all of a sudden all the gifts you get are related to that thing? Yeah. 
Yeah. This is Amy's thing. It's, it's hot, hot dogs. <laughs> like it's amazing. I she's probably so tired of getting like hot dog paraphernalia. Oh, but wow. you know. Well, also, before we wrap up this voicemail segment, I have to say that the Google transcript of her voicemail was so funny. Um, two highlights are, um, sometimes I even put it on white bread and desperate eyes. <laughs> and then also, the ending is my favorite. It says, love you guys by birth. <laughs> by birth. By birth. <laughs> love you guys by birth. Yo, Google. Oh my god, it's so funny. Alright, Amy, you have to follow up again and answer these questions. I really do want to know the dressing situation. Maybe we need to have Amy's mom on the show. Maybe we should just call her live <laughs> we on might air. Need to do a, a phone the mom segment. We gotta know. Oh my god. We gotta know. Well, thanks for calling Amy. Yeah, that was thanks. incredible. We love a voicemail. Leave us a voicemail. Our number is 717-964-0215. I don't care what you call us about. Just call us. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. Oh, so um, we're going to do another mini segment right now as a Girl Scout cookie follow-up. Yes. So as you may remember, we learned last episode that there are two bakeries that do, yeah. do their thing. Two who are licensed to make the cookies. Yes. Our Canadian correspondent, Phil... Yeah. Um, Messaged us on Instagram. He's from Canada. Where is he from? Do you know? No. I'm sorry, Phil. I'm bad at geography. (laughs) Well, you can let us know, Phil. Um, Because maybe there's like different provinces. Are there provinces? You're asking the wrong person. Oh, wow. That's dumb. I should know that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so Phil let us know that um, the Girl Scouts in Canada... Only sell two kinds of cookies, okay? They sell the mint chocolate ones, the thin mints, and a chocolate and vanilla sandwich cookie. Oh, he said, despite the wide variety here in America, where he lives now, yeah, he still only likes the thin mints, but they're also the, the only dairy-free option, and Phil is dairy-free. So that's good to know, though. I mean, Canada Girl Scouts, you got to kind of step it up here. Only two cookies? Yeah, I mean, honestly, they're slacking. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know you guys are relaxed over there, but like... Down here up. in the U.S., we're going extra hard for no reason. <laughs> and then our other Canadian correspondent, Allie, who is not Canadian, but she... I think, Allie, correct me if I'm wrong, I think she went to college in Canada. Oh, wait, no. Did she? Wow. I don't know. She, or grad school or something. I don't know, but she she did some kind of schooling. She in lived Canada. there for a bit, or yeah, or studied abroad. I don't know. Anyway, she lived in <laughs> Canada for a time. Okay? okay, okay. She also told us the same thing about the two kinds of cookies: that is so the thin mints and the chocolate vanilla. But she also said the Canadian generic foods brand called No Name. <laughs> What? <laughs> no name. Sells replicas of American Girl Scout cookies, the Samoas, Tagalongs, lemonades, shortbreads, etc., all year long. What? So you can get knockoff American Girl Scout cookies all year long. These are like black market cookies. These are black market cookies. That's that's spilling some tea. That is some tea. Well, first off, I'm confused. Okay, first of all, I think one of the things American Girl Scouts do right. So they make it only available for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I got to get the Thin Mints. Mm-hmm. I got to get them. I got to. Yeah, you got to. You got to do it. Because right. it's only a short amount of time. 
So the idea that these options are available year round. Yeah. That's not right. But it is in Canada. But but then they only have these like weird vanilla chocolate and thin mint style on certain times of the year. Mm-hmm. Or I know a Girl Scout we can order from online. Yeah. Canada. Let us know. We'll pay for the shipping. Yeah. We will. We'll do it. With that podcast money we don't have. <laughs> hey. Write it off on the taxes, baby. <laughs> so, yes. Cookie taste off. All right. We have a bonus taste off now. Okay. So, first of all. I got us the Keebler Coconut Dreams. Which, to catch you up, Keebler owns Little Brownie Bakers. Little, Little Brownie Bakers, which is one of the bakeries that does the Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. So we're thinking that Keebler might have the recipe, and since they own it, they can like maybe change something a little different or right. nothing at all, right. maybe. And just give it a new name. And, sell it, and they sell these year-round. Yeah. So I found these at my local grocery store. Okay. So these are called Coconut Dreams. Coconut Dreams. I think they also have another version of these that are like fully covered in chocolate or something. Well, they look strikingly similar. 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 They do. They smell the same. I mean. Okay, here we go. Ready? Is there more cookie in the middle? There's way more cookie. Hmm. Less caramel. I feel like they taste the same though something's not right (laughs) okay you know what it is if i didn't have this amazing taste in my mouth when we had the samoa Mm -hmm. these would hit hard yeah i think the cookie on the inside is just not great yeah it's like filler yeah and there's too much of it Mm -hmm. and i want more of the other stuff Still really good though. It's so good. <laughs> I feel like the coconut texture is different on the Samoas. Mm-hmm. But that's because I think there's more caramel. Hmm. Like, I think there's a thicker caramel situation going on. All I'll say is if it's like September and you're like, I really want mm-hmm. a Samoa, yeah, hit these up. They'll hit the spot. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, like, I would not give them a 10 out of 10. I would give them a 9 out of 10. Only because... I would give them a 9.5. There you go. So, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I mean... Pretty good cheat, honestly. Yeah. Okay, so, next. All right. I have three Thin Mints left. Okay. And I bought us the Oreo Thins Mint Flavor. Yes. So, so you have to know they're not going to be the same texturally. Right. So we're You've had these, of, right? These? Yeah. I think, but not that like enough to remember them. Yeah. So basically, we're not expecting these to be exactly the same the way we thought the coconut dreams would be. Right. Um but basically we want to see how they compare and like do the Oreo thin mints like Fulfill the same. Right. Do need, they do they know? fulfill that if it's again September and you really want a thin mint? <laughs> right. <laughs> Alright, so open up these Oreos. Also, Keepler needs to work on their packaging. Is good, right? I think I'm thrown off by how thin these Oreo mints are. <laughs> they are really skinny, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I want them to have a little more cream in the middle. 
I think they're perfect. See, what I like about them is like, it's not like a spearmint. It's like a soft mint. But it's a different mint than the thin mint. It absolutely is. Now that I'm tasting it side by side, it's a little toothpastey. But I like toothpaste. <laughs> oh, let's just be real. There is nothing that tops a thin mint. Yeah, the thin mint is better. Yeah. But dare I say it, the chocolate's better? I always, I was razzing on how bad the chocolate is, but it's better than the Oreo. Mm-hmm. I do have a bone to pick with Oreo really fast. Okay. I love Lady Gaga. <laughs> like, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> love Lady Gaga. Hot pink, mm-hmm. silver, Lady Gaga, bold font. Inside is like hot pink Oreo with green icing. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what's going on. But I have to try. Mm-hmm. So I bought a box of it. You found a box? I found a box. Yeah. Just at the grocery store? Yep. Just, just sitting there. Just sitting there. Yep. Okay. Local giant store. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I have my expectations. My queen has made a cookie. And I know this is no fault of Lady Gaga's. This was Oreos. Um, but it's just a golden Oreo mm-hmm. with hot pink dye and yeah. green like, how disappointing. But honestly, golden Oreos might be my favorite Oreo. No. <laughs> <laughs> but are you sure it didn't taste off because of all the dye that Maybe. was added to it? To be honest, I haven't had a golden, like a true golden Oreo in a long time. You know, have them with some coffee and everything's great. Well, I think for me, like, even though I love golden Oreos and if that's technically what they are, I still think they would taste off because when you're looking at those colors and then yeah, eating it, I, that's it just what doesn't I mean. add up. That's what I mean. I wanted like a, I don't know, like a raspberry. Or yeah, like a, it should have just been like fruity or something. Or something. Yeah. I do think it's off-putting when things are brightly colored, colored and then it like tastes that, like vanilla. And it doesn't line up with what it tastes like yeah no or if they wanted to keep it golden why not just do like a really like hot pink filling or something like that mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know it was a disappointment also why did that come out now when her album came out like forever ago? and who was the one that was like you know what'll really <laughs> sell this album <laughs> oreos <laughs> what <laughs> what's even funnier is to see um her like social media promoting it she like did the bare minimum it's like her just basically just eating a cookie like we have chromatical oreos now anyway that's funny i do not recommend them but i love lady gaga so i might have to buy some you yeah you might i would i would like to try it side by side with gordon golden oreo like a classic Mm -hmm. one so yeah that's funny shall we get into recommendations recommendations Sure, I'll go first. Okay, go I have ahead. mine right here. Um, so my recommendation is this. I mean, I was going to call it a hand cream, but it's not like marketed as hand cream. It's just moisturizer. But I bought it to be hand cream in my bathroom because in the winter with like dry skin, I have to moisturize my hands anytime I it's wash them. so bad. Yeah, and I've been... Like, I just keep, like, Lubriderm at my desk at work. Um, But I didn't have anything like that here at home. And I had, like, I was trying to, like, I wanted to buy myself nice hand cream, you know? So I bought this Waleda Skin Food 
light nourishing cream. Yes, because they have a thick nourishing cream. Which I have. Or ultra rich or something like that. Yeah, like the like original one, Skin Food, which I have, but it is very thick and I basically never use it because it's so hard to use. Yeah, it's, it's like a lot. Very greasy. Like you kind of ha- need to have your hands be a little damp when you put it on to like thin it out. Um, so this is like very similar to that, but much lighter, definitely absorbs better it's like a little greasy at first but then that you know eventually people use that on their face you know but yeah i think you can use it on your face or your elbows or whatever the heck you want to do but i love this stuff because it smells so good yeah (laughs) it smells like um like orange and grapefruit you can put some on your hands if you want but yeah it's just very like fresh and invigorating and smells like summer but this brand is like it's like a cult favorite um it's like a german brand um, they sell at Whole Foods. Yeah, I actually bought mine from Thrive Market when I bought a bunch of groceries. I actually think Target cover carries it now. It's oh, good nice stuff. Yeah, but doesn't yeah. it smell good? It smells really good. It smells. You know, what it smells like hmm. mojito. <laughs> mojito. Yeah. Let me smell it again. It's, it's like a that... mojito. Oh, I can kind of see that. It's like very light mint, or maybe it's the Oreos. <laughs> You mixed it with the Oreos. <laughs> You're getting like the citrus from this. And yeah, the and then the mint of the Oreos. Oh, wait. Oreos. I'm going to smell it smell next both to the Oreos. Together. Oh, yeah. But it's like a chocolate mojito. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's a mine. great wreck. Especially if you live in the Northeast, like you gotta moisturize. Yeah. Oh, also, it like the, the tube of it sits nicely. Because one of my other issues with one, I had bought one from like Wegmans of this other uh, like hand cream, but it was like too oily and annoying, but also it got like bent from like squeezing it and then it would always fall over on my counter and Uh, that annoys me. Annoying. (laughs) Can't have that. (laughs) Yeah. So this just, it opens and closes nicely. It sits nicely on the counter. Smells good. Rubs in well. It's good. Great wreck. All right, my I have um, an Instagram wreck. Okay, I don't know why I do this to myself. <laughs> so I've been on every Tuesday. I share like a collection of different like Italy inspired things that like either I saw and I was like, "Ooh, that's pretty," or "Ooh, that's a cool recipe," or "Oh, I just mm-hmm. learned something," or whatever. Um, and I don't know why I gave this a follow, but I don't regret it. What is it? But it is self-torture. Okay. It's called My Cheap Italian Home. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. And there's other, um, I guess, like, variations of this, like My Cheap Home EU, where, like, it's all throughout Europe. Mm-hmm. But My Cheap Italian Home, they okay. every day they post, like, really cheap houses. In Italy. So they have a 60K house in Puglia, mm-hmm. which is like right by the coast. So I'm looking at that one right now. They have, um, you could buy this cafe that's in Florence uh-huh. for 20K, what? 29K. You wow. could buy a house in Calabria for 55K. Mm-hmm. And these houses sometimes are gorgeous. Like, obviously they're old. And there must be something wrong with them. But, like, <laughs> there must be something wrong. They're 29K. Like, if it's too good to be true, it's probably... It's 29K. Too good to be true. 
<laughs> I don't know. And I keep like, it, it always pops up. And then, yeah. you know, like, I'm just like, oh yeah, Instagram stories. And I'm like, oh, the simple life is calling. It's like, <laughs> simple life is calling me. And then, and then I got down this hole. I was like, my cheap home, um, EU and like, it's just like there's all these different offshoots of this. And I just bought a house in the United States and I can't even afford anything else. But like, <laughs> yeah. of course, I'm looking at this page. So anyway, if you ever dream of just like leaving this life and going to live in Italy. Yeah. Check it out. Wow. It's a good follow. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, y'all. <clears throat> all right. Well, that's it for today. Subscribe and leave us a review. Yeah. Fund our future trip stuff. to Italy. Yes, please. <laughs> so listen, um, don't forget to send us your questions on food, travel, really anything. Um, you can either DM us at Passport Pizza Pod on Instagram, or you can leave us a voicemail at 717-964-0215. And you can find our show notes with all of our links that we talked about today and recommendations and all that stuff at passportsandpizza.com. Yeah, and if you want to see what we're up to day to day, you can give us a follow. Sarah is at Sarah underscore Cornelius underscore, and I am Rome and go lightly. Rome as a verb. <laughs> also, you guys should follow Lara on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I have been active on TikTok Lara's these days. Been making TikToks, and they're fun. I especially like the ones where you like real talk your travel Instagrams, oh, where yeah. you're like, "Listen, <laughs> here's what was actually going on." Those are fun. When we took this photo. So yeah, you guys should follow her on there. She's doing a lot of her like roaming Italy stuff and yeah, whatnot. So give her some love over on on the TikTok. Yeah, I think I have like 30 followers. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and last but not least a big thank you to will gingrick for our theme music and shout out to amy's mom hey kathy bittner yeah. <laughs> all, all right. right love you guys by birth <laughs> did you, you had no idea what i was talking about no? <laughs> the callback from amy's voicemail Oh, go on. Are we going to have to cut this? <laughs> no. Guys. Call you back by birth. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll talk to <laughs> you guys right. next time. Bye. <laughs> I was like, what is she talking about? Yum. Because you know how you see a tweet and like, it's so good and it's a thread so it's like hard to save. So anyway, I copied and pasted this entire thread and emailed it to myself. Like okay. I feel like a boomer do that, yeah. but <laughs>